Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching concerning Yah's laws and commandments. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. I pray your week was good. I pray that your Shabbat is doing well. I pray that you are resting. And as always, I pray that we both, out of this study, will come to a greater understanding concerning Yah's laws and commandments. What I want to talk to you today about, and for those that are Hebraic, for those that have renewed their mind to Yahweh's laws and commandments, to His name, those that have come out from among them and are separate from the Babylonian pagan Roman system will understand. Um, Christianity those that are still fighting to hold on to the false name that Constantine and Roman Catholicism, Sun God Pagan Worship comprehending and understanding this teaching as well as they truly could think this is blasphemous but nonetheless it is the name J-E-S-U-S that is a false invented name because when you go to the original Hebrew scriptures and that's what you always have to go to to validate and to verify if what I or what you're reading or studying or thinking or believing is accurate, if the original Hebraic scriptures verify it, then you know it's true. If the original Hebraic scriptures do not verify it or say something different, then you know that something is wrong then you know that whatever you're learning is not in line with the scriptures and like we have taught and many others have taught <clears throat> that we need to go back to the original Hebraic scriptures we need to research what is said and we need to learn from it and then we need to do what Paul said remember in Romans 12 2 he said to renew your mind to Yahweh's laws and commandments or to renew your mind to his word and his word we know is his laws and commandments because nothing else existed at the time outside of Torah outside of the prophets and the Psalms when the Apostle Paul wrote 
the book of Romans. He was literally writing to a group of people that were caught up in Roman pagan sun god worship, which existed way before Messiah even came about. And so I wanted to show you something that came to me this week, and hopefully it won't be too long, but I truly appreciate you tuning in and listening to what Yahweh has placed in my heart. I truly appreciate you being part of our group, of our assembly, whether we never meet or not, that I am able to impart into you the word that he gives me and I appreciate any prayers. Also, if you ever feel led to support our assembly, Yahweh Yeshua assembly, at any time financially, we appreciate that as well. But now, let's go to Exodus chapter 20. And as far as I know in, in advance, this is the only scripture we're going we're gonna to turn to. We have learned, and many other people have learned that the name J-E-S-U-S -S was not Yeshua's original name. The book of Matthew, and Matthew was a Hebrew, and so the book of Matthew was written in Hebrew. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, when the angel came to Joseph and said that Miriam is going to have a child, and it was conceived by the power of the Ruach, Yah's spirit, and that you are to name him Yahshua, Y-A-H-S-H-U-A, which means Yahweh is salvation, which if you look through the book of Isaiah, you'll find in numerous places that it will say something to the effect of that Yahweh is salvation, that Yahweh is our Savior, that Yahweh is Israel's Savior. And so, any other name that we would put in the place of the Messiah's biblical Hebraic name, one is either uninformed or ignorant of the Scriptures, or they are trying to mislead people purposely to go down another path and to accept another religion, to accept another form, to accept another thought pattern, to accept another quote-unquote gospel, which is not the original Torah, Hebraic messianic message that Paul, Yeshua, Peter, James, John, all of them came preaching. And when we accept a name other than the name that was given by Yahweh, then we are going out into a, a field of other gods or other mighty ones or other Elohims that are not 
the Most High, Yahweh, Yahshua. And so in Exodus 20, verse 2, it says, I am Yahweh, thy Elohim, or thy Mighty One, the Most High, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So Yahweh right here is revealing to us that he was speaking to Israel when he delivered them out of the land of Egypt, out of being under the dominion of Pharaoh and his Egyptian bondage, that he delivered them out of the house of bondage. And see, a lot of people who have misunderstood Paul's teachings think Paul was saying that Yahweh's laws and commandments are bondage. Why would Paul, who is a master Pharisee, say that Yahweh's laws and commandments were bondage when Yahweh said that he delivered them out of the house of bondage, meaning out of paganism, out of, and that was, that's what um, Pharaoh was all about, worshiping other sun gods, worshiping, worshiping the Canaanite gods, worshiping uh, false images, worshiping many gods, not the Mighty One, not Yahweh, not the Most High. So why would Paul have said that? He wouldn't have. It's people's misunderstanding and misinterpretation of what Paul said in the book of Galatians, when in fact what he was referring to was the rabbis added laws, those are of the house of bondage. He was not referring to Yahweh's instructions as the house of bondage. That would make no sense. Without instructions, without laws and commandments, there is lawlessness. And like Christianity's been preaching for, for hundreds of years lawlessness, and our society has grown further and further into lawlessness to where our world system has completely gone berserk and is lawless. And that is not what Yahweh intended. And so it says here that Yahweh, your Elohim, the Mighty One, has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and Egypt always represents bondage, and out of the house of bondage. So he's taken them out of, and that's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, and why Yeshua said to John in Revelation, I believe it's 19 or 20, to come out from among them, them being... Uh, paganism, them being bondage, them being the lawless one, them being Babylonianism, worshiping 
many other gods to come out from among that and to be separate. separate separated unto Yahweh. Separated unto His instructions, His Torah, His laws and commandments, His Word. And then it says, and here's the key verse I wanted to get to, verse 3. Thou shall have, or you shall have, no other gods, no other mighty ones, no other Elohims before me. And here was the understanding that came to me. That when, that when we are calling upon the name J-E-S-U-S, when we are worshiping the name J-E-S-U-S, when we are declaring, thus saith L-O-R-D, or J-E-S-U-S, we are having other names that we have elevated, or at least in our thinking and in our belief structures, have been elevated to the name of Yahweh and Yahshua. Yahshua is the Messiah's name, so any other name, which would include J-E-S-U-S, any other name is a false name. And we are worshiping a, not only a false name, but we are worshiping a false deity. Because that name, J-E-S-U-S, represents the gods of Canaanite. Not the Hebraic Messiah. Now many of us, like myself, we were taught that that name was the name of the Messiah. And that name did not exist until the 16th century. Did not exist till four or five hundred years ago. So how could that have been the Messiah's name? It wasn't. The Messiah's name is Yeshua. Yahshua. Some pronounce it Yahushua. Some pronounce it Yeshua. But nonetheless, whatever your pronunciation, it's still closer than J-E-S-U-S. Now, me, I personally believe that the oldest Hebraic understanding and the Hebraic name of the Messiah is Yahshua or Yahshua. And that we should hold on to that name because that name comes from the oldest Hebraic version of Matthew 1.21. Which was written in the oldest Hebraic version. And it's also verified in the Aramaic Hebrew version. And so when we use any other name, when we pray to the Father, Yahweh, in the name of J-E-S-U-S, you're praying to Him in the name that He does not recognize. Now, He may honor your heart for a season, but there comes a time you and I 
We have to get things right. Now, when you're a babe, you're a babe. And there is much grace and mercy given to you as a babe. But when you should be of a mature age, then that grace and mercy is pulled back. And so we need to understand this, that when we pray, when we worship, when, you know, there are songs just say the name, J-E-S-U-S. When you follow that mindset, according to the Hebraic Scriptures, according to Yahweh's laws and commandments, His instructions, which is our foundation, we are to have no other mighty ones before us. We are not to have any other names that represent other gods, Elohim's mighty ones before us. And the name J-E-S-U-S -S represents a paganite, Tammuz, Zeus, Elohim's gods, mighty ones. And we know that they are false. We know that they are Canaanite gods that the Canaanites worshipped in the land of Egypt when Israel were slaves to the Egyptians. And Yahweh delivered them out of that Egyptian bondage, out of that deception, out of that captivity. And then he revealed his name to them through Moses. And he said, I mean in verse 2, he says, I am Yahweh, thy Elohim. So, for those that understand his sacred name, that understand his name of Yahweh and Yeshua, this will not be any great revelation. But those that are, are fighting to hold on to um, Christianity that are fighting to hold on to the name that Christianity says let's turn to Mark 7 that Christianity says is the Messiah's name that Catholicism says is the Messiah's name they are fighting to hold on to it they are fighting to hold on to their heir. They are fighting to hold on to their version of the truth. And Yahweh and Yahweh's laws and commandments is the truth. Nobody's version is the truth. Nobody's interpretation is the truth. It's what thus saith Yahweh is the truth. And this was the mindset and the battle and the war that Yahshua faced. And we can read this in Mark 7, beginning in verse 7. When he was dealing with the Jews in Judaism because they insisted on holding on to the added rabbi laws, just like Christianity is insisting on holding on to, and I know I used to be there, holding on to Christianity's version 
of who the Messiah is, Christianity's version of the laws and commandments that you don't need to obey any of them, that Yeshua paid the price, and because He paid the price, you don't need to obey them. And the opposite is true. Because He, he paid the price, and He broke the curse for disobeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, you will have His laws and commandments written on your heart, Hebrews 8, and because of your love for him, Yeshua said, you obey his laws and commandments. Look in verse 7. How be it, in vain, this is Yeshua talking to the Jews, do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. He said, Yeshua said, that the Jews were worshiping him in vain. And, and it also reveals that those that are worshiping J-E-S-U-S, -S, that you are worshiping Yahweh in vain because you are teaching doctrines that are man's doctrines for, or you've replaced them for the commandments of men, and then it says, because you laid aside the commandments of Yahweh. You hold the tradition of men. You're holding on to the traditions of Christianity. And because of this, you're in idolatry. Now, it doesn't say that here, but when you look at Exodus 20, verses 2 and 3, when you hold on to and you, you go back to um, holding on to... Here, let's just go back there. Keep your finger there. Exodus 20. It says, You are not to have any other gods or any mighty ones before you. And when you have other gods before you, when you're using the names of other gods or Elohims before you, you're guilty of idolatry because he said, do not have any other gods before you. So when you pray in the name of J-E-S-U-S, when you worship in the name of J-E-S-U-S, you are participating in idolatry. And we know that the scripture says that anyone involved in idolatry, read it in Revelation, that anyone involved in idolatry would be will be outside of the kingdom. I didn't say that. This, Yahweh said that. Yeshua said that. The scripture said that. Let's see if I can find that real quickly in um, Revelation. Um, let's see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Um, little help here. Any that is in it. Um, well, I can't find it off the top of my head, um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time looking for it. So, but nonetheless, it's in the book of Revelation. Paul even refers to it 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that idolaters, here we can read that, I know where that one is. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, pardon me, is I could not remember that verse in Revelation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14 says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Verse 16 says, What agreement has the temple of Yahweh with idols? Um, then he says, Wherefore, verse 17, Come out from among them and be separate, saith Yahweh. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I mean, it doesn't go into idolatry. Um, uh, Revelation 22.15. Okay. Revelation 22 and number 15. My help mate help there. Twenty two fifteen. Yep, that's it. Let's see. In verse fourteen it says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, okay? Then you can read verse fifteen for without, meaning outside of the kingdom, are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whoever whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. These will not be in the kingdom. These will not be part of the kingdom. Those involved, so if you're an idolater, and that's someone that has other gods before you then. Let's go to Mark 7, and we will wind this down. Mark 7, thank you, Linda. Mark 7, so if you are worshiping in the name of J-E-S-U-S, -E you are going to a church that honors and worships the name J-E-S-U-S, -E that honors the name G-O-D, L-O-R-D, as the Creator's name, I would flee that place in a heartbeat. I would flee and... If they're trying to mix it up with a little paganism and a little truth, I would flee that place as well. Because there is only one name under heaven given by where man can be saved, and that name is Yahweh. And any other name is idolatrous. Any other name you are participating in idolatry. I know that may, might be hard to swallow for people that have not... Um, had revelation of this, ha have not had much teaching of this. You probably think what I'm saying is crazy. You know, some years ago, I would have thought what I was saying was crazy as well. But nonetheless, when you go back to the original Hebraic scriptures, it, it verifies it. And it clearly said in Revelation that those that obey Yah's laws and commandments will be in the kingdom. And those that disobey Yah's laws and commandments will be outside the kingdom. And those that are involved in idolatry, and that's, that's my main point here, 
is showing you that when you pray in the name of J-E-S-U-S, when you pray in the name of L-O-R-D, or in the name of G-O-D, you are participating in idolatry. Whether you realize it or not, whether you understand it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether we believe it or not doesn't matter. Yahweh said it, and because He said it, because it's in His commandments, that settles it. And whether or not you want to align your life, your belief structures, your, your faith up with what Yahweh says, that's up to you. If you don't, you're lawless. If you don't, you'll be on the outside looking in at the end of your life. If you don't, you will be one that He will say, Depart from me, I never knew you. Now, I know many people in Christianity, including us, we said, you know, we, we experience miracles in His name. When I call, I said, God help me in December of 80, Yeshua appeared to me and set me free. I was born from above by that prayer. He understood my heart. But I can't stay there. I had to research the truth. And eventually... My eyes were open to the Torah and to what his biblical Hebraic name is. And when you understand that the, this Bible is to Hebrew people about Hebraic Elohim, written about Hebraic people's um, positives and negatives, it is also written by Hebraic people by the unction of the Ruach revealing a Hebraic Messiah whose family kept Torah, kept the Sabbath, kept the feast day, so on and so forth, whose disciples were Hebrew. I believe that the whole scriptures were written in Hebrew. Why would a Hebraic community write anything in Greek because very few of them, one even understood the, he, the Greek or the Greek language. Now some Gentiles that were grafted in understood it, but that wasn't Paul, and Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He wrote it in he Hebrew. When you understand this, and everything else that I've shared with you, you will clearly understand that there is no way that Paul or Peter taught that his name was J-E-S-U-S. Or taught any version of the pagan Rome Christian version of paganism. They did not participate in sun god worship on the first day of the week. They participated in the Shabbat. The scripture clearly reveals that they kept the Sabbath. Yeshua kept the Sabbath. Paul kept the Sabbath. He kept the feasts. He kept all of Yahweh's laws and commandments. I think it's Acts 24 verse 15 says so. So, back to, to Mark, it says in verse 9, He said to them, Yeshua said to them, 
full well you reject the commandments of, of Yahweh that you may keep your own tradition. And that's what I'm hoping people will understand that you are fighting and you are rejecting Yahweh's laws and commandments and you are fighting to hold on to Christianity's Canaanite Roman pagan sun god theology and you are rejecting Yah's commandments. And when we see this, we will turn away from it. And then verse 13 says, And you make, because you do this, you make the word of Yahweh of none effect through your tradition. You make the word of Yahweh to no effect through your holding on to your Christian theology, your Judaism, or any other religion, false religion theologies. You are fighting to hold on to it. You're making Yahweh's laws and commandments to no effect. You're making His promises to no effect. Meaning, at the end of days, they will have no effect over your life for your salvation. That's a hard one to swallow, but nonetheless, it's the truth. We need to hold on to Yahweh's instructions, to Yahweh's laws and commandments. And in this teaching, that instruction is to have no other gods, to have no other names before Him. And that includes the name J-E-S-U-S. So I pray that this encourages you. I pray that this brought you some understanding, some revelation, some insight, and that if you are a J-E-S-U-S believer, that you would see that that's a false name. That you would see that you need to turn away from that and turn to the Messianic message of Yahweh's laws and commandments and Yahshua. Yahshua. And that you would believe in His name. The Hebraic name, Yahweh. Yah. That you would obey His laws and commandments because Yahweh is the only one that can save you. Yahweh is the only one that can deliver you. Yahweh is the only one that can restore you. Yahweh is the only one that can prosper you. Yahweh and His laws and commandments are the only hope that we as a society, that we as mankind have for salvation. So Father, we praise You. Yahweh, we worship You. That there is only one name, and that's Your name. We bless You. We worship You. We thank You for the Messiah, Yahshua. We thank You that He redeemed us from the curse of the law. We thank You that because He redeemed us from the curse of the law, we love Him, we worship Him, we worship You, Father Yah, and we bless You. We bless You. We thank You, Yahweh, for our salvation. We thank You, Yahweh, that You sent Yeshua to save Israel. We thank You for grafting us in through the Messianic message. We thank You, Father, 
for this truth. And I pray that you would open the eyes of all of our understanding in the power of your name. And Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. And Father, we pray that you would make your face shine upon all of us. That you would give us peace. We pray, Father, that for the people in uh, Ukraine, that that war would end. That they would turn to Yahweh and His laws and commandments. That Russia would turn to Yahweh and His laws and commandments. And that you would destroy all idolatry and all paganism in all nations. And that you would restore their nations to peace. And Father, how you're going to restore the damage that's been done like just like you restored Germany and you restored um, all that during World War II, you're the Elohim of miracles and we worship you and we believe you that you will restore that nation even greater and even better than before. Because Ruth said in Ruth 4.15 that you are a restorer and a sustainer of life. So we ask you, restore those families, restore their land, restore their nations to Yahweh and His laws and commandments, and restore homes that have been lost, restore businesses that have been destroyed, restore families that have lost loved ones, restore grandmas and grandpas and great-grandmas and great-grandpas, Restore children. Heal them of all these traumatic effects in the power of your name. And Father, we just praise you as we pray and as we prophesy and as we command the nations to come out from idolatry. Come out from idolatry. Come out from idolatry. Come out from false religion. Come out from paganism, come out from all forms of false gospelism and come to the original. That is to obey Yahweh's laws and commandments. So Father, we thank you for it. And we pray that people's Sabbath will continue being blessing and that their new week that you, Yahweh, would make your face shine upon them in the power of your name. Yahweh bless you.